The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100, and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly View system, Dior. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. Who knows what episode it is, but I am still broadcasting to you from my house in a field in beautiful rural Ireland. And I'm still Trev Downey and I'm still joined by Lisa Marie Hanahan and Cam Branch for every episode of this podcast that we do together for your ear hole delectation. Sounds a bit rude, but you know what I mean. I uh, have been pondering what I might do for an opening for all of 20 seconds, my friends, because this week... Uh, on the back of my dad deciding to pitch himself off a ladder at the age of 78 mm. and busting his tibia into uh, a mess. Um, I have been distracted and poor Cam and Lisa Marie have already this evening had to uh, see me disappear off to take a phone call from my mum to hear the latest in the medical drama that is our ongoing existence in the Downey clan. Uh, so I have nothing by way of an introduction except that little anecdote. Uh, and I suppose the moral is don't climb on ladders uh, to get up on top of roofs, kids of 78. That's basically all I can say. Uh, to be honest, I kind of admire uh, the mad old bastard uh, still <laughs> banging away up there, fixing roofs at 78. I mean, you know, I, I, I fully intend to be doing the same and causing the same amount of consternation to my own kids uh, when I get to that age. So uh, I can't, I have no complaints. Uh, and I just hope the fella is feeling better because he's had a bad few days. So uh, if you have any whatever, um, uh, whatever your sort of belief system is, if you want to send us a couple of half decent vibes up the internet towards the old man, uh, they'd be gratefully appreciated because he's going to be a crap patient. I can tell you that for nothing. He's uh, more, <laughs> he is more impatient than I am. Uh, and that is saying something I am. 
ironically, as a teacher, the worst student in the world. I don't like to learn things. I don't like the time it takes to get to know things. And I certainly don't like to be uh, restricted in my movements in any way. So, uh, you know, uh, again, another trait directly inherited from the old man. So I can imagine it's going to be seriously good crack over the next while trying to keep him uh, from uh, driving with a cast or something like that. So we'll have to keep an eye on him, <laughs> you know. It's uh, it's highly likely. Uh, so there you go. That's our that's our little uh, that's my little that's my little anecdote by way of uh, uh, compensating for the fact that I have no intro. But I do have two uh, colleagues, um, which um, my friend Chris here would describe as having lethal cunning, and they are Cam Branch and they are Lisa Marie Hannan. And Lisa Marie, you've already been um, out uh, celebrating this afternoon, morning, whatever the hell it is over there. Uh, so it's that's. It's afternoon now, so 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 this is this is what this is what I was confused about earlier on when you were texting. You're talking about um, the fact that there may have been a margarita or two, and I was thinking, hang on, what is it about eleven o'clock? <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> so uh, you can. Well, there was a farewell lunch for a colleague who today was her last day, and we went to a local Mexican restaurant, and there may or may not have been a couple pictures of margaritas consumed. Nice. But, but our boss was there also. So, I mean, it was, you know, legit, so to speak. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, and I got the time messed up because right now, you know, America, we did daylight savings time, well, almost two weeks ago. Mm. And um, you all have not changed yet. So it's a five hour time difference right now as opposed to a six hour time difference. So I came racing home thinking that, we were starting at one o'clock my time, forgetting that it was actually two o'clock my time because of the difference in the time. Well, difference. So anyway, the only, the, the only thing I can say is that at least it's probably saved the show because if you had another full picture of margaritas in you, I didn't drink a full picture of margarita. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you table. did. Come on, come on there. Well, and you know, here's the thing. I mentioned the the weight loss last week. So yes, yeah, significant weight loss, along with the fact that I really haven't been drinking much in the last few months was like, oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit more of a lightweight than I used to be. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fair play. Yeah. Yeah. In, in all ways, it's tremendous. That's, that's exactly the way you want to go. Uh, so did you, uh, does that mean then that like me, you are sort of arriving um, uh, with, uh, as we'd say, around my part of the world here one arm as long as the other in other words you have nothing for us for an intro actually i do have something oh lovely <laughs> so um i guess in tribute to the fact that march is women's history month as well as the fact that madeline albright who was the first female secretary of state for the u.s passed away this week i have a quote from her that i thought was um timely in the world that we are living in now I have spent a lifetime looking for remedies to all manner of life's problems, personal, social, political, global. I am deeply suspicious of those who offer simple solutions and statements of absolute cert certainty or who claim full possession of the truth. Yet I have grown equally skeptical of those who suggest that all is too nuanced and complex for us to learn any lessons. 
that there are so many sides to everything that we can pursue knowledge every day of our lives and still know nothing for sure. I believe we can recognize truth when we see it, just not a first and not without ever relenting in our efforts to learn more. This is because the goal we seek and the good we hope for comes not as some final reward, but as the hidden companion to our quest. It is not what we find, but the reason we cannot stop looking and striving that tells us why we are here. Pretty nice. Pretty nice sentiments there from Madeline. I thought I, so. I th yeah, I, 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 it's, it's, it's almost inarguable. Uh, to listen to that, um, and yeah, I don't I think you'd have to be struggling to come up with a with any objections to that. I I, I thought over the years I'd I, I'd heard one or two slightly wor worrisome quotes from that lady, but to be honest, um, let's take those words in a vacuum, and they are good, and they will start us off nicely. And you know, it's all about the journey, Cam. So if you're <laughs> going to bring us uh, further along the road, do you have something to start us off with as well? I do. Um, what do I have? <laughs> in memory of, um, well, not maybe not in memory, but after the announcement this week that a certain Premier League referee will be retiring in the summer, I have a question about said certain referee. And we know it's your favourite referee in Trevor and Mr. Mr. Mike Dean. Oh, so, yeah. So the, the question is, what was Mike Dean's job before he became a referee? I think he was in the village, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you'll think of think, other Mike Dean who may have been in the village people, but yeah. I, no, I think if if you recall uh, on a recent Raw, I went down my way to talk about how he was a very extravagant traffic cop, and therefore I think he may well have been the village people. But honestly, I haven't. Right, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Oh, oh, well, actually, maybe, let me just rephrase the question. Go before on. he decided to become a referee, let's put it that way. Okay. Before he decided to become a full-time referee. I feel yeah. like he was in the same sort of game as me, was he? Teacher is what came to mind for me. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, no. <laughs> well, according to what I was reading earlier, he used to work in a, a slaughterhouse for, with chickens. And he used to slaughter chickens. <laughs> Interesting. So, less, less my info is completely wrong. He definitely worked in a slaughterhouse for chickens, so let's put it that way. <laughs> oh man this is brilliant i actually love this fact uh that's fantastic uh by the way um any, anything anything said i want to just put out this disclaimer here anything said on this anfield index podcast by myself by lisa marie or by cam is probably going to be wrong so please do <laughs> not fact check us you fuckers uh we really do appreciate you but don't fact check us. We know that we're talking shite most of the time. That's kind of the point. Um, yes. If you want, if Just you want, right. if you want stats and specifics, listen to some of our other shows where we uh, uh, doff far more professional hats and and talk uh, chin scratchingly about the nature of the game. But on here, <laughs> it'll most likely be about biscuits and chicken slaughtering. Uh, you know, 
that's how it goes on the on the Anfield Index podcast. So I hope I hope everybody uh, is getting to know that over time. You know, I have a little structure for us in my head today, and I have to say, Twitter, you useless, useless, useless bird app. Uh, I, I have I have a, a handful of questions from some people who are good enough to respond. So unlike Cam, I'm not going to shoot the messenger and start uh, berating uh, our listeners on the back of uh, them actually being sound uh, because he's because he's annoyed with someone else. So I'm not going to do that, but I will. Get, I'm directing my anger at the bird app. It is a profoundly useless thing. Uh, it's no good for advertising. It's no good for getting answers off people unless you make. Here's a question to get us started. What do you think is the most likely thing to get some bites on Twitter? If you want to get interaction, so Cam Branch, if you do, if you wanted to go onto Twitter and you thought. I'm feeling lonely and in need of validation. The kind of validation that I get when my notifications go through the roof because I'm really sad. I'm a sad man like that. That's obviously you're not that guy. But say you were that guy. And, and you got a, you, you, you got yeah, you're you're the angry man, we know that. Say you got a tremendous giddy thrill from your notifications and likes going through the roof and it made you feel like a special boy. What would you do? Wow. What happened there? There, so the cat woke actually, up. there? There's a special boy in the background. Yeah. Uh, there, he's, the, the, for the for the listeners, Lisa Marie's cat is in an extravagantly small box in the background, just hanging out. Um, because well, that's now what, been kicked out of the room. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. So, that's quite all right. So, Cam, if you were, if you wanted, uh, Lisa Marie, I'm coming to you with this exact question. If you wanted to drive interaction on your account, what would you? What What would be your topic of choice? What, you know, what do you think? If, if I If I genuinely knew the answer to that, I would have done it by now. Would you? Well, man, I I can no, tell no, you. I I, I mean, if. It, what we're all right. Let me rephrase the answer. Sorry. Uh, if I genuinely wanted to do that and I knew the answer, I would have done that by now. Let me let me throw this at you. If I just off the top of my head, if yeah. I wanted to get like a hundred, a hundred uh, uh, responses yeah. and eleven t retweets and 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 several hundred likes and all the rest of it, yeah. I would say something absolutely asinine about i love mo salah's hair and that would be enough <laughs> or i would say something i would say something like eden hazard will never be as good as mo salah and i'm off to yeah. the races yeah you yeah. know that you, you, yeah, so yeah this, yeah, is, the, this yeah. is the type of thing i'm talking about yeah. right so so but but it pains me because if you ever say anything even vaguely meaningful it's People fucking tumbleweed it. tumbleweed yeah. On yeah, yeah 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 absolutely incredible yeah, yeah. I so mean, I, I i hear you i hear you i mean yeah i, I think yeah i mean i mean my my twitter is made up predominantly of uh football and politics news i guess so if i really wanted to get something going um if i really wanted to do that then um it would be along something. It would have to be something extremely ridiculous in the football sphere. You know, something that is so ridiculous that 
you know, people are going to jump all over it. And that's, it is really what you just said, isn't it? You're going to say, oh, uh, Mo Salah is a 10 times a player Kevin De Bruyne is. Or something like that. And you're going to get all the city comes after you. Or you're going to say something really, you know, controversial. You know, you've got to stir up. You've got to do the comparison, haven't you, between one fan base and another fan base. And that's what gets, I guess, would get all the... All the, all the clicks and like, or you become an ITK and make up a load of random shit. Now happens. you're talking. Now you're talking. Yeah. So, so that that is the other one, right, Lisa yeah. Marie? If, if you really wanted, say, say we wanted Lisa Marie's uh, account to go through the roof overnight, uh, what you would have to do is just say, I'm hearing that uh, uh, mm-hmm. Mbappe is speaking to Jurgen Klopp's uncle about a house in the world and that's it that's it you're these are the type of things that lisa marie is there something we're leaving out if you really 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 wanted to get traffic in your account because you're feeling lisa marie do it now go on now live on the show i don't want all those crazy people of course you don't of course you don't just far too sensible for that but if you did want to drive um uh, oh yeah i mean i would say something just yes completely outrageous probably along mm. as you said you know just make something up and sit back but o- and but only in watch sport, the carnage right? but only in sport only in stuff that's in comparatively inconsequential like if you were to say something raucous politically oh again, yeah no. there'd, there'd oh, be four, four or five people might bite and that would be it it's it's really interesting what 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 actually gets people yammering and gets people hooked in. So yeah, like I said, that's my my very long winded way of saying that the bird app is shite. But you know we're all prisoners of the bird app um, until something better comes along. Uh, I have some questions for you later on. Is uh, the the upshot of this whole topic, uh, which will which will we'll get to, uh, including some questions from a fella called. Cammy Lad, who's asking questions about polar bears. Uh, very interesting fella. I hope he's all right. Um, we'll we'll get to those questions. Yeah, uh, in polar the... bears were on the right wing. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> think he's a Tory. Tory polar bears. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I never warned them. Um, <laughs> It's all about the penguins. It's all about the penguins, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have uh, a little surprise for you both. Uh, by the way, one of the topics we're going to talk about at length, um, that was quite visionary by you, Cam, is referees, because it was one of the questions we were asked. Uh, okay. And I do want to talk about Premier League referees. I thought we might go through the list there. But the little surprise I have for you is that it is that time again. It is quiz time. Thank you, oh. at least. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, you just want to show my dumbness, don't you? That's all it is. <laughs> you always say this. You always say this. And you've won I, as many I think I actually lost. got one question right last time, didn't I? You've won as many quizzes as you've lost. You have. You have. One each, then. There you go. So, I, it <laughs> is a quiz. Look, people like quizzes. That's just okay. how it is. Okay. So we're going to do a quiz, and it's a general knowledge quiz, which means oh. that there's oh no, God. there's, it, it's, I don't think there's a single sporting question in this, 
I'm thinking we might do at least five each. I think we might do more because they're quite they're quite um, quick uh, question answer things. So what we're going to do is go every second question, but the look of the draw will be who gets to go first. And so, Lisa Marie, I'm going to ask you to pick a number between one and three, inclusive. Go. Three. Cam. Two. Lisa Marie. <laughs> what? There's I already one. said three. Yeah, there's only one number left. <laughs> one number left, Lisa Marie. Come on, one. now. Watch <laughs> your way through those margaritas. we got to get there. <laughs> Do I get a bonus point for giving her the answer? I don't know, man. But I can guarantee you're going to win this quiz if that's anything to go by. <laughs> Perhaps I'm just trying to give him a false sense of security. Yeah, so this is it. This is it. That's what we like. That's canny. So, Cam, you now have the choice of going first or second. Which would it be? Oh, sorry. No, you don't. Lisa Marie has the choice of going first <laughs> or second. Which will it be? Um, I'll go second. Okay, okay. Cam. Yes. Which country has the highest life expectancy? Japan. It's Hong Kong, my friend. Not bad. Hong Kong's not a country. Yes, it, it is. It says here in this quiz that it's a country. <laughs> it's part of China. It's a country. <laughs> of course, Hong Kong's a country. Fucking hell, man. Do you do? All right, Hong Kong's a country. Oh, my God. Where, Lisa Marie, where would you be if you were standing on the Spanish steps? Oh, I know this one. Rome. What would you have said, Cam? I was going to say Barcelona, but I'm wrong. It's Rome. You are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One I suddenly nil. realized as soon as I was speaking it, saying it, saying it out loud, I was wrong. Yeah. One nil, Lisa Marie. Question three, Cam. Which language has the most native speakers? English or Spanish? Spanish. Correct. Lisa Marie, what is the most common surname in the United States? Smith. It is. Really? <laughs> Wow. 2-1. Cam, what mm. disease commonly spread on pirate ships? Oh. Mm. I'll give you a hint. It was a vitamin C deficiency disease. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> That's confused me even more now. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, disease. Oh. Um, scurvy. Yes. I'm sorry. Sorry. It says here scurvy is not a disease or a country. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Cam, uh, Lisa Marie, who was the ancient Greek god of the sun? Apollo. Very good. We are 3 2. Percy Jackson six. pays off. <laughs> Percy Jackson to the rescue. <laughs> Three, two after six questions. Question seven, Mr. Branch, what was the name of the crime boss who was the head of the feared Chicago outfit? We're going back a bit here. Um, like we're going back many years. 
money. Yeah. And the very thing famous, is, very, very famous mobster who was the head of the Chicago outfit. Yes, and it's in the back of the mind, and it's oh crap! I uh, I was going to swear then. Famously played by Robert De Niro. Oh come on, that's not fair. I'm just helping. I'm helping my buddy out here, Lisa Marie. Come on. Yeah, I, I I can't remember who it is. I know I know who it is, but I just can't remember the name. No no uh, no bonus points, Lisa Marie. But do you want to do you want to tell him? Al Capone. It is Al Capone. Oh God. Shoot so me. Yeah. it Al is still. Don't shoot me. Still three. <laughs> still three. No, actually, he never killed anyone, did he? I don't he know. Got other people I, to do it. Boys. I don't know. He, he, Al Capone's not a country. Um, which what year was the United Nations established, Lisa Marie? Oh, is it 1946? Oh, it's very close. It's 1945. Is it 45? It is. Oh, 45. Okay. It stays three two. I knew it was post World War Two, but I couldn't remember if they got it done that quickly. <laughs> they they turned it around fast, believe me. Yeah. Who has come the most total Academy Awards? Who has won the most Academy Awards? No, no, I'm going to clue. Um, Again, you're going back a bit here. Oh, I was I was just about to say Meryl Streep. Now you've primed me with that. Mm, a bit uh, further. Further, it could be anybody, couldn't it? I'm gonna clue. Yes, oh, is it? Can I guess? Go on, Catherine Hepburn. It's Uncle Walt. Uh, it's Uncle Walt. Still three, two, Lisa Marie. Your question to make it 10 questions ask which artist or what artist, whichever you like, has the most streams on Spotify? Oh, geez. Um, You're down with the kids. Come on. <laughs> Not that down with the kids. <laughs> you have actual uh, kids, though, in your house. I do have kids, yes. You're, and they you're... do make me listen to contemporary music, if you will. So it, uh, it's not someone... Did somebody did somebody just decide to emerge from a bucket there? This terrible noise going on in the background? or what, what No, I just it? moved the laptop. Sorry. Okay, okay. Oh, it's Mute. really uncomfortable. Mute. Damn it. Uh, your question then, Lisa Marie, the most streams in Spotify is? Um, I'm just going to, this is a complete guess and say Adele. I'd say that's a really good guess. I don't know the numbers, but it's Drake. Now, yeah. after 10 questions, it's 3-2 to Lisa Marie. Do you want to continue? I think we should. But it's completely up to you guys. If you want to accept the L cam, you can accept I, I'm, the L. I'm happy with the L. I got two right. Oh, you, oh, oh hang on, hang on. So, Cam, your attitude to this is I don't want this to get any worse. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, if, if that's, that's one way of putting it. All right. Okay. Sign it then. So, this week's quiz champion is Lisa Marie yet again. I'm going to ask you guys five questions each just because I'm, I'm in a quiz mood. These are just for the crack. How many minutes are in a full week? Now, get your calculators out. Oh, Jesus. Mary and Joseph. <laughs> 
They're having a bubble, aren't you? What? Oh, she's actually using the calculator. I don't believe it. Yeah, come on, uh, carry the four. No, 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 I'm going to do it in my head. <laughs> yeah, he's going to do it in his head. Is, uh, oh, my God. 600, Add um, another 120, 13, 20, uh, 13, 20, 26, 40, 26, 40, 37, 90. Oh, I can't do it in my head. I'm getting stuck now. This is where I do my David Attenborough uh, impression. 37, oh. 90, Here we see seven, seven, the man doing a mental arithmetic in his head. 74. <laughs> Listen, as he struggles with the numbers. 7580, Generations of his family have done mental arithmetic. 8880. He's still carrying the four. Is it 8898? 8,890 minutes. You know what, man? Your ballpark. What what, what, what would you say, Lisa Marie? You've had the calculator out. I did. <laughs> and I'm assuming I calculated it right. So that's also a problem. I was never good with word problems. I'm just going to tell you back in the day. I have a liberal arts degree. Um, <laughs> um, two of them. <laughs> like 10,080, right? 10,080. Uh, I, I threw you cam with the voiceover. That's all. I'm sure you did. <laughs> uh, which which might car? Helped, actually. Hang on, I've got another one for you. This is again like uh, general knowledge. This is science. How many elements in the periodic table? I, lo- I love this because there's loads of people listening to this going, fucking easy question. I, I, I know this. I know this. Is it like 176. You're just gonna keep saying things, Cam. Is that your that's your tactic now? <laughs> this is it. Yeah, one of them might hit. Keep saying shit until it yeah, what, <laughs> sticks to the wall. Yeah, 120. <laughs> 108 is what popped into my head, but they've probably discovered a couple since I last studied chemistry. So uh, apparently, 10, Lisa Marie, because it's 118. Ah, okay. St- sticking with sticking with science, Queen guitarist Brian May. You know him with the big poodle haircut. Mm-hmm. Is an expert in what scientific field? Isn't it physics? It is a type of physics, but I'm going to have to get... Physics. Oh, Brangy for the win. <laughs> yeah, I gave him a hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you set him up. He nuts I set there. him up. I gave him the assist. And I'm going to I want finish... the assist credit. <laughs> I'm going to finish with two. One is a very specific term. What art form is described as decorative handwriting Calligraphy. Oh, oh, oh! I was going to say calligraphy, but then I, yeah. You're both right. You're yeah. both right. And I'll finish with this one because it reminds me of my days studying Latin back in St. Pat's. What? F- who famously crossed the Alps with elephants on the uh, way? Alexander, Alexander the Great. No, Hannibal. Yeah, it's Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. <laughs> It's Hannibal. Him and the A-team with elephants crossed <laughs> the Alps and took on the Romans. I believe that's how it went. Uh, so that was a very successful uh, quiz section. I'm very happy with that. It made me happy, so I don't really care about anybody else. Uh, we have to... And we're all here, Trev, 
you're all happy. You're all exactly. Oh, you needed to do that in a voice. I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. well, no, you okay. really needed to do more wait, of wait. a voice. We are all here, Trev, to make you happy. Oh, oh, oh. wow. <laughs> wow, nice intonation. <laughs> really, really, really sort of unnerving and uh, AI-like intonation. And I don't mean the channel. I mean the artificial intelligence, right? That's tremendous. We have definitely got a winner here. So I have a couple of topics that were suggested by our listeners, and we should just start rolling into them. So if you bear with me, I'm just going to get up the initial tweet and see what questions came to that. So uh, question one from Dahi says... Now, if I recall correctly, I think he may have typed this in a hurry. Uh, can we talk in general of how wild it is that we need sports people to stand up now with the abundance of sports washing that's happening? The questions need to be asked, but it's mad that we've arrived here, really, because those in charge have just taken the money. Dai, I'm not sure how if there's a question in there, man. Uh, but it's a topic for sure about sports washing and all the rest of it. I do actually commit to you that we will do a show on that. Uh, what I'd like to do, man, um, because I think it's an important topic, is, you know, contrary to what we said earlier on, not be totally talking uh, out of our um, hats on it. I'd like to have a little bit more information. It's not something I'm comfortable chit-chatting about because it is a massively important topic. So I will actually uh, make the pledge that we will return to that myself and Cam and Lisa Marie uh, on a different date with a bit more info because, yeah, I think it's a topic that might keep us going in the next international break if we had a little bit of research done. The next one's from MT uh, and it is if Mo was to leave all making sad noises, what would be a going away gift that you get him, Liz Marie? <laughs> oh, if Mo is to leave, what would I give him as a going away gift? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a sort of a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I, if, if Mo was to leave, I don't think I'd be best pleased. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know yeah. how generous I'm gift feeling. in, um, yeah. you know, inverted commas? Yeah, yeah th that's key. Yeah, exactly. You know, is, <laughs> uh, will, will I, will I uh, arrange for a little trip for him to, to sleep with the fishes, for example? I understand. Cam, but it, let's take it on face value as, you know, a genuine question, uh, yeah. a gift for tremendous services rendered to the club. Um, uh, well, you know, look, Nobody's saying it's inevitable, but it is a possibility that we all have to sort of get our heads around because the longer it goes on without being solved, the less likely it is to get solved. So if you were to go, I mean, you, you would have to suck it up and say, you know, what an incredible footballer he's been for the club. I, I, you know, it's my it's my firm opinion that if he was to stay for another couple of years and keep anything like his rate of productivity, he might be he, he, he would easily be top three, he might be top two. Of all the time, I'd say he's top uh, three now. I, I, for some people, sure, but yeah. I, I, I think he'd start to rival in m many people's minds. He'd start to rival their all-time favourites, not well, just not just stats-wise, but you know, in yeah. terms of contribution. Another another trophy or two. That guy's getting into the untouchable bracket. Sure. So, with that in mind, 
you know you want to like a little a little gesture uh, you know it's like a like like lisa marie's pal heading away from work what do you do you you give him you give him a little a little token what would it be um a dvd of all his goals with peter drury commentary oh that's nice that's actually nice. yes that is thoughtful i like that a lot that is good hopefully that's uh acceptable answer for you uh mt Dino, Lisa Marie wants to know if you have a portrait in your attic. This is this is. I have it. no idea what this is about, but I find it hilarious. So, <laughs> so I, I I take full responsibility for this. Uh, I've 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 had a lot. I've had this book on my mind a lot, you know, uh, Dorian Gray and the whole sort of um, portrait in the attic, uh, taking all the 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 aging and the the decrepitude and all the sins and all the rest of it, and he stays looking pristine. And it was just on the back of of Lisa Marie's uh, photo there recently, where she she like I say looked roughly about twelve and a half. And um, <laughs> that would put me at the same age as my daughter, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a recent photo. <laughs> it was a photo so, of me, but he's saying that I look the same age as my daughter, who she's not quite thirteen. Yes. Yeah, so, so I, to be fair, I, to be fair, I, 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 uh, I, th- I think it's a tremendous uh, compliment. I, I hope that's how you're taking it, my friend. Oh, I am. I am. And you know, I, I can just say that you know, basically spending the last two decades avoiding the sun is, you know, probably helped. Um, because you know and uh but i also honestly it's genetics too both of my parents do not look their age and and and, yeah it's there's i've got some i've got some good genes on both sides of the family that i can be very thankful for so um but no there is not a portrait in my attic you guys do that much better than we do i suppose it's because you got no choice and you're sort of inured to it when the sun comes out over here in ireland everybody basically gets naked as quickly as possible <laughs> it's just it's unbelievable you walk down any rural uh, uh village or any um sort of middle-sized town uh, on the first hot day of the year like we've had a tremendous week here yeah y'all uh, have had some lovely weather oh like just incredible right and i swear to god you walk down through any rural town or or or, or middle-sized town in in ireland and certainly if you go through the city and there are lads walking around with their tops off, milk bottle uh, torsos <laughs> bared to the to the to the sun and they will go home having sat by the canal or whatever all day drinking cans and they will go home a lovely shade of puce uh, and, <laughs> and, 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 and blister and do it all again the next day. It's, 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 I, I honest to God, it's like a sort of lemming dash to skin cancer. I don't know what people are thinking. Um, <laughs> but, but, but that's how they go about it. I, I, I have one arm darker than the other. Oh, from driving? <laughs> Yeah, Is it, yeah, do you put your arm in the windowsill when you drive? Well, it's the most comfortable place to put your yeah, arm. Oh, yeah. The armrest <laughs> is just a touch too low, and the windowsill is just a touch too high. So you sort yeah. of go, you sort of like flicking between the two. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Um, I've had that happen to me when I've been driving. You know, like for an extended, like I think I drove down to Atlanta. I don't know. This is a couple of years ago, but it was on a. You know, it was summer and the sun was just beaming down and going. I was driving down in the morning, so the sun was on that side, and I happened to be driving back in the afternoon, so the sun was on the same 
side. And the next day I looked and yes, one of my arms was darker than the other. <laughs> so I get you. I get you, Cam. <laughs> yeah. So would you, Cam, you drive with the window open, right? Yeah. Um, yes, I have no air conditioning. Oh come on, man! I oh, thought, hang on, hang on, hang on. See, you, 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 you're just like just for context. You're doing this professionally in a in a yeah. vehicle supplied by your work, and it has no air conditioning. No, 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 no. It's my own vehicle. I, I oh, just, I, dude! I just grabbed the first first vehicle that was available. You, they were just uh, going at the time. I bought the vehicle. They were just selling like hot cakes. You couldn't get them mm. because everybody uh. needed to. People needed to work. And yeah. the, the, what was the one work that was available at the time? Deliveries. So you, do you, is your, is your van that you've got, there's a, a category of, of lad, and it is mostly lads, if not entirely yeah. lads, uh, over here, and they're called white van man. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, it's that, it's that small sized van, um, with, just the cab, two windows, and the little bubbly back on it. But it, they're they're smallish. They're kind of vans that you see, you know, a, a maybe not even a plum, pl- even plumbers tend to have bigger vans. They're they're just like you know you know the, the very small mean, type yeah. van. Is yours that, or do you have no to no? Have mine's an extra long. Mine's an extra long wheelbase van. Whoa, okay. So I can I can get four pallets in the back of my van. So you were very restricted then, in other words, of what what was for sale, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was no, there, there was a lot of choice, but I was only looking at Mercedes at the time, and because they're commonly meant to be the most reliable vehicle on the road, and um, it was just it was just the one that was available. I, you either paid extortionate or you just grabbed what you could, and I just grabbed what I could. So yeah, um, it is what it is. So yeah, window open. Uh, a little fan in there that just blows hot air air onto you. So, um, <laughs> you know, there's, uh, I'm, I'm contemplating putting tints on the window just to, but it won't really make any difference. I mean, one of the other drivers actually said, can we retrofit aircon? I said, with your van, it will cost more than what the van is worth. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's yeah, that's yeah. I I have to say, obviously, I I drove a range of um of 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 vehicles. Most of them, all of them, until very recently, were secondhand. Uh, and yeah, when I got air conditioning, the first new car that I got, it was like fucking revelation. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's honestly God, you just yeah. you feel like I was actually a, a full driving pleb. For, for for most of my driving career and now i've got aircon i know it's it's, it's glorious isn't it it is it's just yeah, a well, the problem with i would is, i would die if i didn't have air conditioning in my car well i would <laughs> imagine yeah you would have heat stroke yes oh i imagine awesome. it's it's pretty difficult to come across a car that doesn't have it in the states though because of you know well at least down here um now when my you know my husband i've i know i've mentioned he's from connecticut originally and when he first moved down here and it was you know to go to school in memphis the car that he was driving did not have air conditioning um and that didn't last very long he very quickly um traded it and 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 got something that did because he would have had heat stroke oh um, yeah yeah it would kill you yeah. <laughs> yeah you know i mean it's just it's hot down here in the summer so yeah it would it would be horrible. Whoa. I can't even imagine. I'd I'd take no heat in my car before I take no air conditioning. I think, <laughs> only because this is what I always tell people. I would rather be cold than hot because you can always put more clothes on. 
and there's a limit to what you can take off. So. Oh, <laughs> I see. I see where you're going. I see. Well, <laughs> well, strictly speaking, there's a limit to you know. It's, it's, well, it's you know, ma- it's a, it's a matter of taste, taste and legality, I suppose. It's a combination. Yes, under under legal limits, yes. There's there's only there's, there's a limit of what I can take off, and you know. But. Whereas, you know, you can put on a couple more sweaters and, and a heavier coat and, you know, and some gloves and probably be fine. So, yeah. You know, yeah. there's parts of Siberia yeah. going complete <laughs> opposite way now. They leave their cars running. Oh, yeah. Because it's yeah. so cold, it, it drops down to like minus 40 degrees. If you switch the car off, it just won't start again. So you yeah. have to leave it running constantly. There are places like, you know, in Alaska and Canada and stuff, they're like that as well. Yeah, so. believe it. <laughs> So yeah. anyway, yes. <laughs> so so yeah, I think we've I think we've done that one. So, um, so, just so as... what was the actual first question here? That's led to um, cars uh, in Siberia. I I've I'm lost. Yeah. But 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 we do have we do have a new one. Well, this I think Nick. it started where I was being asked if I had a portrait in my attic. Amazing, and then yeah. I was talking about how I had stayed so young looking by staying out of the sun. And then Trev went on to talk about how people in his area. Uh, yeah, 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 act yeah. when the sun comes out, and anyway, it just led on from there. Right, isn't it? Yeah. This is <laughs> thank what, you. This is what people think. That trace, think that traced the thread of the original thread of the conversation. Yeah, it's 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 good having you around, Lisa Marie. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Keeping us honest. Uh, Those next, margaritas are working a trade, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> next question is from Nick, and this is a very practical question, and my heart goes out to him. Because I had a very similar situation. Nick says, my dogs keep randomly barking at other dogs that they hear outside all day. And it's very annoying. How can I get them to stop? And he sends us a picture of two incredibly uh, uh, handsome uh, doggos uh, sitting there on a bit of grass beside a brick wall. Looking very, very happy. uh, But just about to get yappy. And I, I did have two kind of. Well, they were mutts, but they were, I, I think, predominantly Springer Spaniel, Springer Spaniel, and they were the yappiest lads. Anything, anything would make them go, and it was just, you just even out in the sticks like I am, you just felt really self-conscious. Any of the neighbours, like even though they're miles away, could would just be kept wide awake. These guys were just absolute yappers. So I actually, I actually have a couple of suggestions for Nick, which are serious. But do you guys have any expertise in this area? Yeah. Go on. Um, you need to make sure your dogs don't listen to any right-wing politicians, and then they will be absolutely fine. <laughs> hang on. Honestly, that's what it is. Yeah, trust me. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're saying... That if you raise your dogs on a diet of Jeremy Corbyn uh, cassette I, I, tapes, I, I, no, no, I'm not saying that in the slightest. Just they're going to be fine. Them, just don't let them listen to right-wing politicians or see right-wing politicians. But that he's just he's off. just said that they're yapping at other dogs. Are you? Are you? Yeah, but, are you, but it, it's because those dogs are be, those other dogs are right-wing dogs conversing with right-wing politicians <laughs> and spreading nonsense, and that's why they're yapping at them. Okay, okay. I, I I don't know about you, Lisa Marie, but I'm regularly stunned that Harry manages to work this shit into. It really is a talent. Podcast. I mean, yeah, fair play. We, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, because yeah. I mean, when we used to do the show with with Copac, Copac would always manage to mention his books. 
you know, <laughs> you'd you think you'd be you'd be 89 percent through the show. And it'd be just like you'd hear a cop back mumbling something. I'd say, sorry, Carl, what was that? Buy my books. That would just, <laughs> it was like subliminal he, messages. Yeah, yeah, honest to God, he never missed an opportunity. But this lad never misses an opportunity as well. And I, I, I kind of enjoy how generally sort of vague it is, as well. It's just a general antipathy, which I, I, I happily, happily stand behind. Uh, but Lisa Marie, can you help Nick on a practical level here? I know you're more of a cat person, so I was gonna say we don't, you know, I mean, we've had my, you know, we had dogs growing up and. You know, my parents still have a dog, but I used to babysit for people back when I was in school who had these two beautiful Irish setters. But one of them was the most high strung thing. And I mean, a leaf would fall off the tree in their yard and it would start barking, drove me bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have any practical advice because our dogs that we always had weren't very yappy. So, well, no, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Nick. I'm not I'm not very helpful here. I have to say my way around it was I spoke to a guy who's a really dedicated dog trainer and I didn't like the advice because it meant I had to do some work. But I had to go and teach them a quiet command and use rewards and treats. And it's a long oh, drawn, gotcha. drawn out process. It did end up working, but it also meant that I had to intervene each time they were barking. So it wasn't like I could just say something. I do know that there are things you can play at a certain frequency, ultrasonic stuff, oh, which wow. are used to, oh, let's just say, uh, make them less, uh, make them a bit more reluctant to bark. I don't know whether that's cruel or not. And there are also bark collars, uh, which, uh, again, are patently obviously going to be uh, uh, painful. Uh, and therefore, I don't know if anyone would want to buy into that type of thing. I will admit, though, that my dogs, because we have a pretty sort of sprawling little site here, I had to put in one of those uh, uh, wires around the perimeter and get the lads the collars because they, they would have been shot by the local farmers um, if they'd gone wandering because there are too many animals, too many sheep, too many cattle. And if there was a dog wandering in the field, they just get they get the shotgun. That's what happens around here. So I had to make sure they couldn't break out. And actually, they were brilliant. They just maybe maybe once or twice, they got a little belt of it. And that was it. They they understood where the perimeter was. And they were almost redundant after that. So they're just uh, like, I don't know, my, my heart goes out to you. Hopefully they're going to um, rain in because they look like lovely lads there. Uh, and uh, I, I, I do know it's like, Jesus, yappy dogs. Oof. We have one question left and then we have the referee topic and after that it's uh, it's all gravy and the last question is from Zara and she says can you envisage a time when an African team or a North American team could get to the later stages and even win the World Cup um, she says Senegal's golden generation is starting to age but Canada is emerging and she says she's uh, like some of the young Canadian uh, players Um Basically, I'm going to expand on that a little bit and just say, do you, do you, can you see a time when the, the kind of stranglehold on what Sarah calls the usual suspects is broken? Um, you know, have you ever thought about this, Cam? Do you ever see a time when, you know, we could possibly see an African nation winning the World Cup? Um, I'd like to think so. Um, I mean, I, I, I think back to... Um 
was it 1974 World Cup and Brazil were playing Zaire and Brazil had a free kick and the Zaire uh, player ran out from the wall and just booted the ball away and how disrespectful the Brazilian players were to the Zaire player for kicking the ball. They were laughing in his face and you think of how far they've come on from where they were then. Yeah. Granted, it was 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, 40 odd years ago to where they are today. And if you look at some of the, the best football players in the world individually now, you'd say that, you know, some of those players are from Africa. You know, possibly the best player in the world right now is Africa in Mo Salah. Um, yeah. yeah, granted, the rest of the, the team around him personally uh, are nowhere near good enough. But then I, I think, well, it's been 56 years since England won the World Cup. So what's to say, you know, England haven't really looked like they're going to win the World Cup anytime soon. So what's to say that Africa, an African nation can't come through and go ahead and be better than what, you know, because um, obviously the usual suspects, we know it's always Brazil, Argentina, Germany, Italy. Well, Italy don't qualify for World Cups anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do like Italy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, 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 you know, you know, Spain obviously won a couple, um, but every, you know, France won a couple as well. But um, but they, it, it just has to happen. They they will just keep getting better and better and better. And the more youngsters that begin to play, the more talent that will come through. And one of the nations it'll possibly be, you know, Nigeria, Senegal, Cameroon. I think it, you know, I think they're probably the strongest nations what say south africa won't do it you know that they, they they've got the potential i think um they've probably got possibly the best infrastructure whether they can actually you know produce the talent it remains to be seen they don't seem to do that well in the african cup of nations do they so mm. um, Cam- Cam- cameroon were kind of the shining lights for a while and then they were with the roger Cam- had a few great players nigeria had a few great players i think you're right i think you're onto something there i think basically what i keep thinking about is um is 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 mexico 86 and argentina and maradona and how that guy basically carried them to the world cup final and won it um on the basis of his brilliance and <clears throat> yeah if some sort of talismanic mo salah character was to emerge or uh and, and what you need is i'm not saying by the way i'm not saying that the, the players around maradona weren't good but they were just not in the same class so if he if the if there was a handful of 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 really solid lieutenants around one of those guys in yeah. one of those teams of course of course any team can 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 go on a run and, and well, win it's it. like um which european championship was it there's been two european championships in the last 20 years where two teams have just come from nowhere and won it agreed greece in 2002 the and the mental. danes yeah yeah, and the Danes, of course, in in, in yeah. the year that Jan missed it, actually he was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, ninety two, so wasn't it? What's to say an African team can't suddenly just click for six games? That's all it is. Six games. I think it's six games in the World Cup, or it used to be anyway. They keep changing the number of teams, don't they? So um, exactly. You know, it's... So, so you know, you could just get it right for. I mean, you don't. You just need to get into the knockout stages, and once you're in the knockout stages, you're as good as anyone. Yeah. Uh, listen Marie I'm just asking because you're in the vicinity you may know nothing about this and it's not it's not you, you, I'm not expecting you to 
But Sarah mentioned Canada. And I have to say, like, I, I'm friendly with quite a lot of Canadians, but I didn't know that Canada had a lot of up-and-comers. I know I, I know of one kid, but I didn't know that they were um, um, looking likely. And the men's team um, in the States, uh, again, quite often have one, two, maybe three at one time players who are really operating at a high level in Europe or wherever, but they don't tend to get that collection that will force them through into late stages of any tournament. Do you, would you be hopeful that maybe America, or the the US team or the Canadian team might 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 go deep in in some tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think you know we're in the US. You know, there's much more of a grassroots, you know, movement, if you will, or or whatever for you know football, soccer over here. Um, you know, MLS is up to 32 teams. I think this season, um, you know, Nashville has an MLS team now, um, and we actually made it to the to the quarterfinals last year. And their shiny new stadium is opening in a few weeks. Um, so I think you are seeing, you know, and and while there are players playing in MLS from you know all over the world, there are more and more of American players. So I think you know I think that's part of what has had to be put in place for the U.S. and, and likely Canada as well is just to have that, you know, grassroots kids raised playing the sport. Um, you know, the girls team, of course, or women's team has, you know, has taken off so much more just because there wasn't as much um, competition, you know, from a sports standpoint as, as there was, you know, for men's male sports. You know, I mean, soccer is competing with, you know, baseball and basketball and American football and, you know, and all these other things, whereas, you know, the women's you know, sports, there just wasn't as much, you kind of either played soccer or you played softball or maybe basketball. So I think it just has, now that's kind of what has allowed the women's game to grow at a much greater pace. And, um, but yeah, I think we're seeing, you know, more of, more of grassroots and, and I think that's just going to, you know, lay that groundwork. So I think, I think the U.S. team has, has a chance to, um, you know, not possibly this world cup, cause I'm not sure that we're even going to qualify, but, um, but yeah, I think in you know within the next say 20 years, I think we've got a shot. We shall watch with uh, a very yes. a very interested eyes for sure. Uh, I think that's us getting around all the questions Phil had asked when the next quiz was. Well, we've just had it, uh, Phil, uh, <laughs> and also there was one more that I want to mention. Yeah, Anthony Kyo is asking the question that I've been asked since I started podcasting. Uh, uh, fair play, Anthony. He just won't let this one go. I'm not saying it was Anthony at the start, by the way, but this question never goes away, which is, will there ever be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark, which I believe is a Father Ted one. Uh, and I, I obviously love that. Um, Cam, you are our genetics expert. Um, do you feel do you feel that there will ever be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark? It's a very serious question. Uh, demands your rigorous genetic background. Uh, what do you reckon? If it's on land, yes. <laughs> Swimming on <laughs> land. My God, I, you know, I, well, I, I, well there, were, there were so many different answers that could have been given there, but I never have predicted that one. Yet again, Brenchy uh, to the rescue. And the last one's from Gautam LFC. I hope I've said that right, mate. I'm sorry if I haven't. Uh, who was looking for a definitive ranking of the EPL referees. And 
And it just so happens, uh, Cam and Lisa Marie, that on 58 minutes and with a couple of minutes left to finish out the show, this is the topic I want to finish on because I have now in front of me got the Premier League uh, referee index open in front of me. And I'd I'd like to go down through the names and get your reactions to them and just see where that goes. So... On the list, in no particular order, uh, is Anthony Taylor. How do we feel about Anthony? <laughs> hmm. You can say you can say I know what you're thinking. You're just no, thinking, I mean, you're, you're the, thinking the bold. Is, he, you're thinking bold, aren't you? No, no, no. I wasn't actually. I was actually <laughs> now that you said that. Um, no, I wasn't actually. <laughs> I, I was actually trying to be serious with it. Um, he's he's not the worst referee in the world. Yeah, but yeah, you know, and and there's obviously, I mean, uh, but I looked at his he he refereed us against. I can't remember who it was, and it was like it was like, oh no, Anthony Taylor's from Manchester. He's gonna do this, that, and the other, and he was really good for us that day. And I was yeah. like, he he just did all right. He didn't do anything that would make you think, wow, he's he's awful. But, you know, there has been the odd moment where you think, oh, my God, you know. So it's one of those. He is an okay referee, but you set, you, you're just waiting for him to do something that is a bit bias-related. Well, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the next, because we need to get through these. I'm going to take the next few in the little bundles and see who, right, of the next three, who is best and the worst Paul Tierney, Jonathan Moss Michael Oliver oh, Michael Oliver is the best all day long. yeah I was going to say Michael Oliver he's the best, the best in the Premier League full stop yeah I've heard that said and then he had a couple of stinkers just uh, as as he said yeah he, he, he has can, been generally overall he's, he's yeah. head and shoulders above everyone else mm. um, he's, also, he's also about 10 years younger than most of them to be fair as well <laughs> yeah that doesn't mean anything you look at David Coote he's awful um Paul Turney, abomination of a referee. John, Jonathan, uh, why is he still a referee? I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I Jonathan know. Moss is the one who should be announcing his retirement. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Poor Johnny Moss. He's just. I mean, he's, he's got a bigger belly than, belly than me, and that's saying something. He sees he's a roundy man, but that's not even the point. Like, if he if he could hurtle himself, hurtle his his uh, <laughs> his corpulent uh, frame around the the, the, the pitch, uh, I'd have no issues with him. It's just the decision making. Yeah, Tierney, Moss, Oliver in that order from bottom to top. I think next three: Craig Pawson, Martin Atkinson. Mike Dean, what a fucking trio you've got there. <laughs> Craig Paulson, oh, Mark right. Atkinson, Mike Dean. My God, what? That's go on, Lisa Marie, you go with this one. <laughs> if you had to pick one to referee the game at the weekend, then the Reds were playing, would you go with Paulson, Atkinson or Dean? There's only one answer. Because obviously you can only have one referee. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I think... Maybe Mike Dean's the lesser of those three evils. Correct answer. <laughs> so you both agreed on Dino. Uh, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. It, it's. I yeah, mean, it, Pawson's sort of oak. Actually, Pawson is probably the better of the three, but I'd go with Dean just for nostalgia. Yeah. 
I love how <laughs> nobody is considering Martin Atkinson for the job. That's very, very interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, well, here's a, here's a bundle for you. Uh, of the following three, Cam, the Reds are playing at the weekend. It's a big game. I'm not telling you what game it is. We're, we're, we're in imaginary land here. You've got a choice between David Coote, Stuart Atwell, God. and Andre Mariner. Oh my God! Oh my the God. three forces of the apocalypse. I know somebody <laughs> went to school with Andre Mariner, Mariner as well, uh, um, yeah. and he's a prick as well. Um, <laughs> oh, so so David Coote. Who's the other one? David Coote, Stuart Atwell. Stuart Atwell. Andre um, Mariner. Oh, they're all as bad as each other. I'll take Stuart Atwell. And oh no, 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 no! He he is just the worst. Exactly. I I'll take Dre. Dre, I I would take Dre. I've heard him on a podcast, yeah. Yeah, Uh, I think he was. Oh, have you? Yeah, I think he was on the Pete Scratch podcast, and he came across really well, to be fair. Yeah, and he was really honest, and he was really forthright. And yeah, uh, I think yeah, we'll we'll go we'll go with the Birmingham lad, seeing as he's local to me. Uh, We'll we'll go with Dre. (laughs) I don't mind. He never calls himself Dre, apparently. We call him Dre. That's just how it's going to be. So I go with Dre Mariner myself. David Coote and Stuart Atwell aren't even in the conversation. No. Uh, if they're if they're refereeing, I'm getting a plane over to make sure that they've got, got flat tires on the day of the game because that's just they are just awful. Next three are for you, um, Lisa Marie, and oh, it just gets worse. All right, I was going to say every <laughs> time is, you're like, oh, I swear to God, you. this actually just gets worse. Now How is that got, possible from David Coote to get wait, worse? Just wait for it. You have a choice between. Ke- All right, hit me, Ke- Danny. Kevin, no friend of mine, Chris fucking Kavanagh, and Darren fucking VAR wanker, England. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Jesus Christ, what a fucking trio you've got. So Kevin friend, Chris Kavanagh, Darren England, you've got a choice. There is no choice there. Um... I suppose it's got to be Kevin Friend. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's just what I like about this game is it really is exposing the low level that we've got in the game. You know, the next guy. The next you know what? Guy, it perfectly shows why um, was it the last World Cup when we had no representatives from the Premier League at yeah. the World Cup. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. But what I'm doing, and, here, and that's even with uh, Michael Oliver being the best of the bad bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. And when the the, uh, the English referees, uh, Premier League referees, did feature prominently in previous tournaments, uh, there were some absolute howlers of performances, uh, if we were, if I recall correctly, uh, you know, incorrect cards given and things like that. But what I'm doing here is I'm going to, as I'm going down through this list, we're getting into lower and lower um, appearances. So like the next guy is Andy Madley. He had tw- he's had 12 appearances. Then there's a guy called Simon Hooper who's had 11. Graham Scott who's had who's had 10. And then Peter Banks, Robert Jones, and a guy called oh. Jared Gillette. I don't know any of these. Guys. I was going to say I don't recognise uh, any I've of those. I've heard of that Madley. Andy Madley's had 12 games. 
Um, um, but going back up to the top, Anthony Taylor's at 21, Tierney's at 21, uh, John Moss and Michael Oliver and Craig Pawson have had 20 each, Atkinson and Dean have had 19, Coote has had 17, Atwell's had 15, as has Dre, uh, Kev Friend and Chris Kavanagh have had 13 each, and Darren England and Andy Madley have had 12, and then it's down to Simon Hooper, who I, I, I will hold my hand up and say I don't know who that is, Graham Scott, Peter Banks, Robert Jones, Jared Gillette, John Brooks, Michael Salisbury and Tony Harrington. I mean, it's sad, but the only one that we've all agreed on is actually a halfway decent referee is Oliver on a regular basis. That is, that is a sad indictment. And like that is, it's meant to be a fun segment and it was, but there's also a real kicker with it, isn't there? I mean, like on the back of that, that's, that's grim. I mean, and it's not just us being one eyed. It's, it's, it's looking at the, the, the performances of them, um, you know, in, in, in totality. And it's, they're just shy. They're just shite is is a, a fine way <laughs> to separate. Shite. Very succinct and very true. Very succinct. I, I do like that. Hopefully I got around to all your questions, um, bird app pals. If I didn't, uh, I apologize. And you can feel free to track me down on said bird app and tell me I that I'm only, you. I'm only a wanker. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Uh can can we can we then wrap up? Uh, with the uh, whatever sign off you guys have uh, if I didn't have an intro I also don't have an outro all I will say is that episode 40 of the great stories is coming up next uh, week uh, and that is just to repeat 40 freaking episodes go and have a look at greatstoriespod.com listen to a few of them I will guarantee you that you'll find a story that you like uh, and hopefully you might feel it in your heart then to become a producer or donate on a one-off basis or whatever it happens to be. But one or the other, maybe if you like it, do tell someone about it. And I would say the same about this show. If you've knocked a bit of crack out of our ramblings this evening and you do on a regular basis, please do let other people know about it. And that stands for all the shows on the channel. Um, there's a change afoot. Uh, Anfield Index and Anfield Index Pro and it's important for us that we get more ear holes on the pods because that's how the uh, structure is going now and we would really really like for example uh, that myself and Jan would have uh, more than the subscriber base only which we only used to have and uh, all the other shows would obviously benefit as well if we had more people listening and I think um, without any question or doubt and uh, I'm not being biased the content is worth it uh, and worthy of your attention so if you are only listening to us do spread your wings a little and dip into the others and let people know what you think of the shows having listened to them probably via the bird app that's the best way to get people shit place to be fucking hell let us let's wrap it up then with your sign off Lisa Marie what you got for us um, I really don't have anything because you know i was out drinking at lunchtime yeah um, <laughs> but <laughs> well, there's an intervention next week by the way lads you can all listen you can all listen to it live uh yeah, sorry. Just, um i echo everything trev just said great stories <laughs> is amazing you need to listen to it it is absolutely fantastic um and and yeah so everyone you know enjoy your weekend enjoy week two of 
the international break and look forward to chatting at you again next week. Nice. Cam, last word. Sometimes if you have to go the wrong way, it can be the right way. <laughs> Courtesy of Cammy Lad. From the yeah. <laughs> I saw this earlier on and I was going, oh my God, was this actually something profound? But no, it's just you <laughs> withering away in the background <laughs> about directions because because you've you've left your sat nav on after a hard day's no, work. I, I, I trust me, in my line of work, um you do actually have to go the wrong way to go the right way sometimes. <laughs> you just don't, you don't have a choice. It's like today I was coming out of Peterborough and one the main road coming out of Peterborough to go back up to the road I needed to get to was closed. So I had to, I literally had to go the wrong way to go the right way. <laughs> or when your daughter is reading the directions in Birmingham, Alabama, off the Google Maps and sends you down a one-way street. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was like 9:30 at night, so there wasn't a lot of traffic. But yes. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Glorious. keep keep it here for more traffic chat, folks. Uh, we'll be we'll be back with you next week. Um, next Friday, we still won't have any games to talk about that have happened, but we will have a game to look forward to. Uh, a couple, in fact, that will have come up before uh, the show after that again. So do stick with us. Look out for us. We'll be recording next Friday as usual. It'll be out to you late that night or early the next day as usual uh, from myself, from Cam and from Lisa Marie. Uh, thanks a million for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.